From Phil's Speed Tech comes a weekly digital series where he shares his insights, concepts, and findings learned during his 15-year journey of working in the entertainment industry. Each lesson offers you a roadmap to overcome the challenges that all artists face on the path to success. Welcome to Phil Speed Tech Podcast. Hello, I'm Phil Speed Tech, 360 Creative Coach, and it's my pleasure to help any aspiring artist master mental fortitude because it's my belief that it takes way more than just talent and luck to succeed in the entertainment industry. doesn't matter if you want to be a filmmaker, a musician, whatever the case may be. And so I love sharing insights into that notion. And one of the ways that I like to bring that about is by sharing the, the stories of people that I know in my life. And so I'm joined today by Jamie Alexander. Hey guys who I've known from her days at AfterBuzz. And though we have worked together, um, I don't even know. I, I never, like, known years anymore. Like, to me, <laughs> it could seem like a year, or all of a sudden it turns out to be five years. Yeah, or, like, it's actually, first. It's three. Okay, there <laughs> yeah. we go. Nice three-year anniversary. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Awesome. Uh, and, you know, uh, but, but beyond that, um, there's not too, too much that I know fully. Yeah. So I'm excited to deep dive. And I'm excited to share. So I figured a nice jumping off point. Um, so let's see. You're an army brat, right? I'm just going to kind of summarize the things I do know. Yes. My dad was a Marine. Your dad was a Marine. So mm-hmm. you've traveled a lot. Um, and you, you love hosting. You have a Christian background. And um, you, it, I'm, I got always got the sense that there's something within you. There's a purpose like... That you want to do greatness, but not for yourself, but because you want to elevate the world, which I think is a noble thing. Yes. And while you study self-help and self-growth, there's something for at least the past couple of years that's been kind of held you back a little bit. Yes. Is that fair to say? Yes, absolutely. So, I, A, your background is very interesting because it's not a life that most people lived. So why, like, um, why... Why have you held yourself back? Uh, you know, I can definitely say with my 2020 clarity. Um, <laughs> the that, 2020 vision. Yes, this 2020 vision going on that I would say hmm, maybe from 2015 to now has been a struggle mentally. And so I love that you talk about mental fortitude because I mean, I've done tons of events. I do hosting. I'm a creative. And when people ask me, or how do you do this? How do you do that? The first thing I tell them is mindset. Mm -hmm. Everything is mindset related. So I love how you have that going on. And I just feel like, well, let me, okay. (laughs) Let me, let me not to cut you off, but it's almost interesting to me, like your whole life, has been predicated on instability. Now, interestingly enough, it's like, okay, now I'm going to be a host and I'm going to... And even though most people don't look at the entertainment industry as a stable thing, correct? this is probably the most stable thing you've done your entire life. Is that fair to say? Yeah. So I actually did my first interview really in 2008. Mm-hmm. So, um, gosh, how do you say stable? Because it's like stuff is... Mm. I appreciate my upbringing because, yes, every two or three years I moved, which, but then moving became my constant. So yeah. it's like being able to adapt to change, I feel, is a gift because things are always changing, even if they're constant. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of something where I've learned how to 
handle ups and downs eventually with more of a neutral mindset and attitude as opposed to letting life toss me all over the place. So I think that was something really valuable that I got, at least from the moving standpoint. Now, when it comes to, hmm, and sometimes I'm like, where do I begin? Because, you know, in talking about the past five years and feeling a little bit stuck, it was, it's mental. It's mm -hmm. my mindset. It is the things that I tell myself. It's the things that I've been through and how I... Well, because your your external environment wasn't changing, you had to be the one to apply that. Yeah, it? yeah, it's kind of both because it's like, sure, once you move around like I do, I feel like I can handle the moving. But when you're moving and mentally you don't know what's going on, it can feel like very rocky. So let me start with this. Back in 2010... Hmm, no, see, I moved to New York, okay, because I was a little fed up with California. I was feeling depressed. I was like, things are not moving fast enough. I used to be extremely ambitious. I mean, like, devil wears Prada, we're getting this done today. I was a workhorse because I just had a vision. I saw it and I was done. The first business I started was influencer marketing before influencer marketing was a thing. So it was that space where People didn't know what it was. They would try to tell me what it needed to be. And I just saw what I saw. So I was relentless. And so when, when you're kind of on a, a journey like that, it, it can feel kind of alone. And mm -hmm. so I felt like I was dragging a lot of people with me. So I moved to New York to kind of change things. And that helped grow me up and give me a fresh perspective. But when I got back to California, I just feel like so much stuff had happened. I just felt lost. A lot of things happened between 2015 and even now, or even before that, that I wasn't giving myself a chance to digest and mm -hmm. recap and really understand because I was just go, 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 go. And I kind of hit a wall and had to process everything. And it just kind of took a while. Was this the first time you'd ever returned to a place you'd been before? Um, no. So I was born in Hawaii. Then we moved to Arizona. Then we went back to, no, then we went to Chicago then we went back to Hawaii, and then I went back to Arizona. Then I went. So I have lived in places twice. I've lived in Arizona and Hawaii twice. Um, I always seem to come back to California because my dad retired here. My family's here. Mm -hmm. And I would say California's home at this point. So, but I'm also like a very free spirit. So I've always been the one to travel. Like my family has lived in Orange County the whole time. I went from Orange County, San Diego, the Valley, New York. Like I'm all over the place, but I like it. And so that was just me moving to New York for three years was just something that I wanted to do yeah. for change because I'm used to that kind of change. Yeah. No, no, it's interesting because um, the reason I was sort of asking that question was because like when you do move around, you kind of get to reset, you know, friends and environment um, and you don't you, you don't necessarily have to drag the past with you. Oh, and, yeah. And, and from what it sounds like now you had a point of comparison. Mm. where it's like, oh, I came back, um, I thought I changed and became better, but they've also changed and, you know, 2x, 10x, whatever it may be, and I'm behind the eight ball. Like, I didn't get as better as I thought. Maybe, mm. you know, I, might, I, I don't mean to, like, project, but... Mm -hmm. uh, so I guess what I felt like there was, because I left in 2010, I came back in 2013. And when I came back from New York in 2013, the circumstances that brought me back were not good. It was actually terrible. You know, it was very, it was bad. Um, like I said, I, I had to get a restraining order on someone and it was somebody I lived with. It just didn't work out. And it was a, it was a grown man for that 
fact. And it was just, so I did, I kind of came back with my tail between my legs, like, dang, you mm-hmm. know, I'm, I'm, back at my mama's house, <laughs> like, you know, and having to get a full-time job because what I set out to do at the time in my mind failed. Mm-hmm. And so there was a long time that I couldn't get over this failure. So I know how to move forward, but again, back to needing to process everything. So this is 2013. I'm back home. I decide, okay, let me just work corporate for a year, get everything on paper so you can get the car, get the apartment, everything. And I was able to achieve that. Um, But 2015, I specifically remember my prayer was, God, I want to feel, I know I'm a locomotive. I want to feel like I'm on the tracks and not in the sand Mm -hmm. because that's not where a train belongs. You can, I didn't feel like I was going anywhere. So Upon that prayer, I feel like that's when I came across someone who became a mentor for a short period of time, and they were a spiritual healer and intuitive life coach. And so it's not that I hadn't explored before. I was raised Christian in New York. I got really lost. You can get lost out there. I was studying all kinds of things, and that was very interesting. But it was it brought me back in a way where now I was in this healing space and had the language and tools to really look at myself and my path and mm-hmm. what was happening with me. In spite of the circumstances, did you have support from, let's say, family or friends? Because that, yeah. that's a key component, and sometimes people don't have that. Yeah, I've always had love and support, which is really nice. However, in my mind, sometimes it's like, but you just don't understand. Sometimes I feel so misunderstood because... There are times where the people around me, I've not seen them move like me. I've not seen them be as risky or, you know, I'm the only one picking up like, oh, I'm moving. I left everything or um, I'm quitting this job because I have a vision and I'm doing this or I'm, I'm very bold and risky. And sometimes I felt like even though I had love and support, like people to be like, hey, you know, come stay here or how can I help in these ways? I still felt very misunderstood, like you don't understand the pain I'm in. I'm failing and I need help and I'm confused. And, you know, I just, it was kind of hard. So that's why I'm saying it, it is all about the way you think. Everything is so about the way you think. Yeah. It, well, were you able to find people who thought like you, for lack of a better term? Because, I mean, there, there is importance, right? I mean, I think um, I see that in a lot of art. Like, there is that side where, you know, friends and family are great and they mean well and they can Correct. be there for you know, as they say, they can hold space for you, but to have that true, just let's say for like a better term from a practicality standpoint mm-hmm. of like how to move through this, they're not going to know. Right. And so it is important to have people that whether, you know, peers or mentors, uh, to help, you know, in that, let's say professional capacity. Um, so did you have that and, or like, were you able to gain that? And if so, how? I, I, I'm still kind of, open to and looking for a mentor, um, just kind of like an overall. However, what I think I was able to find is bits and pieces around Mm -hmm. me. So maybe it wasn't one person who could just give me like what Diddy probably could or whatever, Oprah, Diddy, you know, somebody (laughs) who just wants to be a mogul and take over everything and really understand what it takes to do that. But I did find bits in my mentor. I find bits in another friend of mine, you know, so there were people around me in a little bit in each where I can vibe with them and learn from them in certain things, and it's more like a a group effort, I would say. Yeah, well, you definitely strike, I mean, not only do you strike me as someone, but I also know you're someone who listens to a lot of podcasts, you know, 
you're just like a sponge. You whatever information you can take in. And I, I feel like the day and age we live in, when you talk about the gluttony of content, well, there's also a gluttony of just amazing free thinkers that we would otherwise not have access to. And I, I look mm-hmm. at podcasts in, in particular because it's one thing for you know uh, someone to write a book. You know that takes time, but right. when you can get someone's thoughts weekly, un- relatively unfiltered, let's say, um, that is a window. It really is, and it's a powerful one, especially if you know the space you're in and you know what you're trying to gain. There's so many great things out there that have fed my spirit in a way where it was completely the reason I was able to move forward. What, uh, just practically, like name just like, let's say five. Um, well, of course, because I was raised in the church, <laughs> I love, you know, T.D. Jakes. Mm-hmm. He's very old school, but he's real. Mm-hmm. What He's an entrepreneur and a producer and a speaker, a communicator, and an author. Okay. So sure, he's preaching, but he's also feeding somebody like me who, yeah, you know, once a, it, things weren't always like this. Back in the day, it was, you need to pick one thing. I was a crazy person for wanting to host, do events, have, you know, have my sleepless girls, which was the first thing I did. There was all, I've, I'm always seeing an array of things, and I do agree, it's great to be pro at one thing and then go from there, but I do also think you can do more than one thing at once. So T.D. Jakes is somebody that has spoken into my life as well as his daughter and her husband, mm-hmm. which is Tore and um, Sarah Jakes. Because again, now we have T.D. Jakes, which is super old school entrepreneur, but then you have these two young, successful, they're married, so even they're able to bring you know millennial relationship into things. Um, they're younger and they have more of a perspective that I do. Um, so that's three there. I love Wayne Dyer. I could listen to Wayne Dyer anytime, all the time. He's so practical, so kind, and he's very easy to understand. So I've learned so much from Wayne Dyer and his books, The Power of Intention, um, the uh, Making the Shift. There's all these things where he speaks He's very well educated. So when I listen to him, I'm getting stuff from Lao Tzu. I'm getting stuff from like, you know, like all of these places. And it's just, it fills me up. So he's great. Um, I would also say, um, of course, because I like interview style things, it is Oprah. But then it's Mm -hmm. also Oprah because of the questions she asks all her guests. So I get a lot from, yes, it's her, but it's also her and the way she functions. So I get a lot from all over the place. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, no, that, that, that's definitely really cool. And I think, um, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely have to, to check those out. I'm trying to think of, I had a question and I blanked on it because I just got oh, another, so into- Well, I'll tell you another great book as a side note is Michael A. Singer wrote this book. Um, the Untethered Soul. Oh my God, stop. That is like my favorite book ever. Is that, that the one you were going to say? Yes. <laughs> that book got my life so right because, yo, I just did not realize everything that was going on in here. It's language and tools that help us change our lives. So when we hear things and we get the tools to stop thinking a certain way and things like that, it just really helped me unravel because a lot of my issues were not so much that this didn't work out, this didn't. It was the way I was seeing it, the way I was thinking about it, the way I was talking to myself about it. And that ended up being everything. I love that I feel so much more peaceful in the mind now. That is a very, very famous <laughs> book, and uh, it, for it's it's one of those like when people have read it, they're like, "That's the book." Mm. For people that have not read, it, like, "What are you talking How? about?" You got to. It has to be done. <laughs> uh, so, a huge recommendation there for sure. Yeah. 
so I remember the question I wanted to follow up on. Uh, you mentioned you believe you can do it all. So I want to I want to kind of tackle that because I think it's it, it, there's a very fine line to me, mm-hmm. and especially because I think a lot of times people who are aspiring to be successful, let's just take J Lo. Sure, I want to be like J Lo, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they they project. I feel like un, unrightly and unnecessarily against themselves. Like they want to be J Lo where she is now, and it's like no, no, no. Study your career, but remember, right? Look at what was the first thing she ever did. Correct. Do that. Correct. Don't like be like I need to. Play out the Staples Center, Madison Square Garden tonight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That used to be me, by the way, too. So when it didn't happen, I'd be like, I don't understand. Like, I did everything I was supposed to do. Like, yeah, so, just young. <laughs> um, so I think there's an aspect to it because I look at, like, you know, there's a lot of things I want to achieve in my life, but it's like one at, not necessarily one at a time. You know, I've got, a, I've got a book that I'm working on currently, and I've got a movie and then other stuff as well. So it's not to say, like, you can't do multiple things, but I think people, like, I want to have written 12 books already. It's like, Write the first one. Correct. So, so what is your sort of approach to that where it's not A, overwhelming, mm-hmm. B, impossible? Well, I love that you asked me that because it's something that's ever evolving. But where what I feel now is I'm really excited. First of all, I look younger than most people think I am. And I don't mind sharing my age. I'm 37. So I'm not 27. I've actually got 20 adult years of all kinds of, you know, from 17 to now of plenty So everything that I thought wasn't working or I thought I wasn't doing, I appreciate my ego and ambition of being younger because I was so tenacious about what I wanted to do. Now I look back, it's like I've hosted, I've interviewed so many people all over the world at that point, at this point. I've used to do music videos. I've been on talk shows as guests from like Dr. Oz to... Um, to the Phil Sweet Tech podcast. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yes, but still, I mean, this is so dope. I, I mean, I've got so much under my belt. I've been on AfterBuzz for three years. I've done Pop Fusion TV, BHL Online. I have um, done so much traveling in between. I co- created... in Listen... I created influencer marketing before it was a thing. Nobody had a word for what I was doing, but I was doing it. I've had events. I've been hosting a monthly brunch party every month since the end of 2014. It's 2020. I'm consistent. People know me from my club parties. I moved to New York and did the same thing. First party I did in New York, 200 people showed up. I modeled. I did. I have all of this stuff under my belt. I'm not brand new to any of it. So it's now a big belt. it's a big <laughs> belt. I mean, I feel like a rock star when I think of it because I've met tons of cool people. People really know me and respect my work. There's there's somebody who hit me up today who saw me posting about the YouTube channel I'm doing now, and he's been following me since Sleepless. So Sleepless was the first thing I started. I sold real estate. I graduated high school. I did not go to college. I sold my first house when I was 19. I was um, a senior funder. I mean, I have, I've had more jobs and more experiences than you could even imagine. And what I love about that is now that I feel like when you're younger, you're looking at each year. This didn't happen this year. This didn't happen this year. But now we're, as we get older, we're pulling back to decades. And when I look at 2000 to 2010 and 2010 to now, there are so many things that I've accomplished. And now I, I do want to write a book. Back then, I would have tried to get that book done by the end of the week. <laughs> now I know like, oh, maybe when I'm 40, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to allow myself to unfold and head in a direction where when that book drops in my spirit, spirit I'll know. And I have 
plenty to talk about, plenty of experiences, plenty of, and it's all because of my efforts. It was, it, it was because I wasn't afraid to quit the job, go for it, move, talk to this person, do it. I, I was willing to do whatever it took to execute my vision. So whether it came out exactly the way I thought it would, when it would, it doesn't matter. I'm, I still have so much value because mm-hmm. I was willing to move. Yeah. So when I say do it all, like, I don't know when it's all going to hit. There will be a book at some point. I'll have my own show at some point. I will be asked to speak here or speak there. You know, there's so many things that can unfold. But I think for me now, my focus is more to just keep moving. It doesn't it doesn't have to look like, you know, the the liquor, the clothing line, the dancer, the you know, it might be a lot of different things over the course of time. And I'm OK with the way it unfolds. So I still think it's all the things, just maybe not all at once. But yeah. we'll see. We we will, yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> no, I mean, let me let me ask you this because I think um, it could work two ways. And but I want to view it from this standpoint. Like all those things that you've like just listed, I feel saddened because for the most part, whether it's myself or the world, and I don't mean this. Uh, uh, it's not a reflection on you. We don't know this side of you know what I mean, like, it, it, I know. and and I don't know, it, and because it, it's not just you, it like saddens me. Like so many people have such interesting stories and such interesting lives, and that's one of the reasons why I love doing this is, is bringing that out. Um, that yeah, I don't know, I, I, it just saddens me to to a lesser extent, you know. See, well, which by the way, so when you talk about like you should, you, 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 the fear factor of so. Um, in case we haven't said it, Jamie's launched her YouTube channel, and for a long time she was stifled because she's like, "What do I say? <laughs> what can't you say?" <laughs> Jesus, I know. Isn't that crazy? Like sometimes you have no. Sometimes it's hard to see yourself. Sometimes I don't know what I have to offer. But but okay, but verbalizing <laughs> that just mm-hmm. now, like, isn't that a great affirmation? I, like, I think that is a trick that people can use. Yeah. Of like, you know, just look yourself in the mirror and, and just say those things. You're like, yeah, that is me. Like, wow, I did that. Do is that. Me. I did all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I even rapped on an album because I, I could rap too. <laughs> like, whatever, you know. Um, you know, but to your point, I get excited because... Um, the part where you feel like it's sad that people don't know these things is like, that's where I get activated. Like when I first started my, you, I can say influencer marketing now, but that's what launched it off. I was sitting at some job I was miserable at <laughs> because the market had crashed and there was all these things going on. And this is when my back was so against the wall. And I'm thankful for this point now because it made me ask the important questions. God, who am I? What is my purpose? What am I here for? What do people think I do? What do people ask me to do? How do people view? So asking all the questions about me that I never asked before because I was making money. I never failed before. I was successful. I mean, at like 22, I was making at least $90,000 a year. I was, I, but I, but I was so full of myself, not in a negative way, but I was just like, yeah, like I work hard. I know what I'm doing. This is the, what I chose. This is what happens. You make the money. You, you know, I had no idea that everything could be taken away, but it did ask, have me ask the right questions. And in that portion, I thought like, I have so many talented friends who dance just as good as Beyonce, sing better than Britney Spears, have this and that. I want to highlight them. 
I want to, we can create our own celebrity. And that's, you know, it's influencer marketing now, but this was back in 2008, you know, seven and eight, where I was like, no, we're going to throw our own parties. And I did start a YouTube channel back then, just really kind of didn't know what to do with it. We didn't have Instagram. I couldn't just pop. The first um, party that I did, which was April of 2009, because I started Sleepless 2008, um, almost 300 people came. There's still people sprinkled about the city who still talk about this party, but the person I hired to video, like legit had a, you know, we didn't, we didn't have the phones and everything. And this was yeah, I mean, only this was, 2008. Yeah. I mean, the, the iPhone relatively new. If so, that. I mean, I don't uh, even think, did we have an iPhone? Because it was I like the first so. model. No Barely. Was, yeah. Yeah. Um, you certainly weren't like YouTube living. Correct. So like, the, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. YouTube at that point was still, you had to know video to be able to do that correct it wasn't just like it was either upload your cat video or you're actually good at this it wasn't just like yeah get out get out your phone and do this no we were barely heading out of myspace so i'm saying all that to say is that was my passion like i'm surrounded by talented people and i would tell my girls i created an all-girl group Um, we were very diverse we each did two or three things in entertainment and i would go pitch to like monster red bull and you know because brand ambassadors we kind of had to make our money as entertainers, whatever little gigs we could. So I tried to use us as a, I used us as a group to, you know, get us gigs and get us known as sleepless as the group. And we did parties as well, but it's all driven off the passion of like, it's not just about the celebrities. There are so many people doing so many cool things and now we have influencer marketing. And so you're getting to see those things and we have the technology now and to like showcase that stuff. But I agree with you. Like, it's really, it's, I'm just glad we are where we are now and we have a platform where people can see what other people are doing, not just the celebs, because it's really cool. Yeah. No, it really is. And what I appreciate, I think, most is you ask the right questions. And a lot of people, you know, Tony Robbins among others, but he'll say, like, the, the quality of your questions determine the quality of your life. So you were asking mm-hmm. those questions, and I always kind of look at it, you know, when you, when, when, uh, all the things on your belt, that very big belt, uh, to me, that's the what. But what you were asking is wh- why. Because, mm-hmm. you you know, it, most people, they could do all these things. It, it doesn't matter, but will it fulfill them? Because right. there is a balance of is it is it in line with my purpose or um, I like to call it the why, yeah. you know? And if it is, then great. But if it's not, does it, you, you could make $10 billion a year. It doesn't mean you're going to be happy. Yeah, you got to find out what you were created for. And I had an idea, but I also knew I had to make money and I was just successful. That's what I'm saying. Like now I the now I can look back at what I considered failure as the best part of my life because had my back not against, been against the wall, would I have ever asked the questions and, you know, something else that I found myself asking and I have the blessing that both my parents are still alive and a text or a phone call away, but I was like, who was I as a kid? Like Help me connect back to me, like just the raw before I had to do this, that, before I was hurt, confused, before the world said that. What was I about? And my dad, he's actually a journalist and an author. And, and you know, he was a journalist in the Marine Corps. And he wrote this three-page thing about me. And the first page talked about how he had on the news. And I was like, okay, can we get the Disney Channel? Because the, And I'm still <laughs> like that. Like the news comes on and I'm like, do we? is there anything else... We can put on, like, my spirit was always fun. And then 
he also wrote, I was about three years old and I was in the back seat and I was all hype. I was trying to get his attention. I'm pointing at something and he's looking and it's like this beat up old dusty car. There's like an old boot in the back. It's like whatever. And he's like, what is she looking at? And it turns out it, there was like this red party hat in the back <laughs> seat. And that's what I was excited about. And here I find myself today, the only person like I know who's thrown as many parties as I do, but that's my thing. That's who I am. Like when I look at moving and having to make new friends every two or three years, it, I'm very, I create space for other people who it's not so easy for them to just meet new people. Yeah. Come mm -hmm. to my brunch. Like it's all good. We're all cool. Like, and people are leaving with new friends, new business partners, new. So we find purpose like all along the way. Sometimes you get back to the basics. Sometimes you find it in sadness and failure and stress <laughs> yeah. and losing. And But it is, I feel like it's all about that because I want to remain in the ease, flow, and grace that is granted to me just based off of who I am. I want to be. I don't want to do. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put you maybe in a tougher position. <laughs> if this were a log line, right? Oh, so no. one sense. <laughs> what is your why, a.k.a. purpose? Why? My purpose. My purpose is to create space where people can feel like their authentic self without judgment. Okay. Everything I do is about that. All my parties, all my interviews. I've had several interviews, non-related, where people have been like, oh, that wasn't so bad. Like, you were really easy to talk to. They were so nervous, but it was just, it's just like, yeah. I want to create that space for you to just, just talk to me. It's like, you don't have to be anything. Yeah. Just that, That's a great purpose. That's a yeah, great one. Yeah, that's my purpose. Awesome. Everything I do will be related to that. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I asked because, like, yeah, it, it's one of those things when you feel like you know your purpose, mm -hmm. um, but it's another when, like, again, when you state it out loud and you're like, oh, yeah, that is me. Yeah, it's wild. <sighs> what a journey. There's so much I didn't know, and that's why I think... Well, we're not supposed to. No, correct. We're, we're, like, we're born with no knowledge. Everyone's like... Yo, I should I know. know. <laughs> By the time I'm one, I should know the encyclopedia, the dictionary, and then be studying like four foreign languages. Correct. Like, no. I had no idea you weren't supposed to know, though. And so, and I see it today. Like, there's so many issues with people who just don't feel good enough. And it's like, relax, let your journey unfold. Do you understand? I never would have been able to say this to myself. 15 years ago. There's no way. Yeah. I saw it. I wanted it. I was doing it. I was done. And if it didn't get done, I was pissed. And I yeah. didn't understand why God didn't love me. Like, it was ridiculous. And now here I am like, oh, this thing is a journey. There's like more. Like, relax. Yeah, the finish line's the grave. <laughs> Had no idea. I really didn't. You know, yeah. It's... I was so pressed. <laughs> now, granted, you could argue that it's heaven, but it's like, yeah. you know what? <laughs> Let's also enjoy the time here. Correct. Enjoy the time here. And I'm so much more at peace. And like I said, it's all in the mindset. So that's why, especially with my new YouTube channel, I want to share as much as possible because my hope is that people got to go through what they have to go through and that's going to be valuable for you anyway. But I love, I had a, oh, I actually hmm, had a podcast what, blog Talk Radio before we had podcasts. Oh, I remember. Yeah, blog, blog Talk, Talk Radio. Radio. So I did that for four years, and it was in the spotlight with Jamie Alexander that I did every month. There's people I've interviewed all these amazing people, but the my favorite thing to talk about is the obstacles, mm -hmm. the hard things to overcome because that's you're gonna get there. You're gonna do the things, but if you can't overcome the hard stuff and 
look at it with the right eye and perspective, then you're going to be stuck. Yeah. I mean, to me, it's very simple, right? Like it's, you know, like when you do a race with hurdles, you know that there's hurdles and you just keep jumping over hurdles, right? Mm -hmm. Now, granted, you could get tired. Like, let's say you're doing a a mile of this. Like, yeah, you're going to get tired and you might trip over some even though you see them. But if all of a sudden, you know, you're looking on the side and you keep tripping, you're like, what are these damn hurdles doing here? It's like, buddy, they've been there. Correct. Correct. And they're they're still up there too. Yeah, they're going to keep coming. They're going to keep coming. You know, and yeah, so again, even even if you are aware of them, yeah, it gets gets hard at times and things like that, but... um, but that doesn't mean, you know, just, just go about it like, oh, there's hurdles. Yeah. But you know, depending on your life experience and what your the mindset you're in at the time is, is going to ter- determine what those hurdles look like. They could just be hurdles, but you might see them as a complete brick wall at some stage. You might see them as the deepest, darkest hole you could never get out of at some stage. It's like, there's, they're just hurdles, but the way we're seeing them and thinking them and what we're telling ourselves about it is really what makes it either a bottomless pit, a wall you can't get over, or just a hurdle Yeah. and how you deal with it. So I think I deal a lot better. And that's what I hope to share with people is like how to deal with the BS that's coming because it's coming. Well, here's <laughs> I, I, the interesting part to me and, you know, because I think we all know the surface level stuff right like Mm -hmm. it's all the cliche stuff and it's cliche for a reason as they say which is a cliche in and of itself correct (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i am fascinated and one of the things that i want to get better at if uh is to get to the root and unfortunately i don't know another way at the moment to get to the root of some things because it is so individual Mm um because I, i feel like a lot of stuff that prevents people from from you know let's say doing a particular step or seeing a particular hurdle is because of their underlying wiring, as they say. Correct. Childhood trauma, old belief systems. I'll give you a really fucked up one that I never would have like, it it makes sense, but it never would have, I would never would have like been like, oh yeah, that's totally true. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Now this doesn't mean it is the case, but this was the case in my mind. Mm -hmm. And there's a difference, right? Because whether or not it's real, your mind makes it real. Yep. So, um, for whatever reason, at the age of like five, I experienced something, and from then on, I had believed that my dad never wanted me in the first place. Yep. And when you have that, like, no matter what you know in your like conscious mind, when you have that undercurrent, you are fucked. Yep. It and there's so many of those everything things. Everything that you do. Yeah. And so it isn't, you know, and and I think. In terms of how you do that, I think you do need to work with people that are specialized to be able to get at that. Because I don't know, yeah, you just, it's not like you wake up, you're like, yeah, I remember that day. No, exactly. <laughs> and that I would don't. be, yeah, and that's a worthiness issue. And so many of us are carrying these thoughts of such, and we don't even know we're doing it. But you also have to be open to doing the dirty work. Yeah. And are you opening to do that? A lot of people, now we've got all these terms and it is your shadow self and, um, you know, doing the dirty, but a lot of people don't want to face themselves and dig up these things. And I'm, I was brave enough to do it. And I was also lucky enough to be, um, around people. That's what I'm saying. So in 2015, when I said that prayer, I wanted to be in a different space. I did get an alignment with a group. <clears throat> I wasn't getting the group. I wasn't getting the therapy directly, but being at these retreats and holding space with these women, it was, um, I was getting the language and tools I needed to keep, yeah. keep on digging deeper. 
as well as all of the people that I listen to with the podcast. And it doesn't have to be church sermons. I understand not everybody is like that, but wherever you find value that feeds your soul or it's books like the untethered um, soul, soul and all these yeah. things, it's going, you got to unravel that stuff. I mean, for example, like, even when it came to relationships, like I got in a relationship very young and it was emotionally abusive and I wouldn't have been able to tell at that point or, you know, understand it to be that. But then I wondered why this guy I dated, I had to stop and look like, okay, well, why is every guy I date? So no. And it's because I went through a certain level of trauma that I had to face at the time I wasn't ready. I started a business. Yeah. I didn't want to look at, oh, I'm good. Like, he's he did this, he did that. I'm just moving on, yeah. just moving on. And that's why I'm saying, like, you eventually hit a block where you got to look at all of the things. Got to look at what you're telling yourself. Got to look at those deep-rooted issues. A lot of it does go back to childhood. Well, I think, yeah, I feel like a lot of people, they're like, oh, that's expensive, that's expensive. And yeah. there's been times... Uh, where I'm like, what's expensive is carrying all that stuff around with you for your well, life. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, you know what? If yeah, because you know, um, I I try to go at least once every quarter of like a checkup. And by the way, I, I was going like, you know, I, I was doing like a lot of hours and you know cleared a lot of stuff. Now now like I can just go for maintenance. You mm-hmm. know, like therapies type stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I also do kinesiology, which is not like traditional mm-hmm. talk therapy. So like it's it's very different. Yeah. Um, it's more of my speed. Um, Great. But yeah, so the point being, you know, sometimes I'm like, ooh, you know, um, is this, this, this might put me over for like financially. I'm like, you know what? You know, I will be so much better. And I know, I know in my heart of hearts, I can always make more money. You're going to make more money. And and when it happens, like all of a sudden doors open because like I'm in that better place. Yeah. I mean, I tell people the same thing about traveling. You think you have to have four or five, $6,000. Hop on Expedia, go on a five day, 1200 bucks, live your life. Like relax. We, it's again, it's what we tell ourselves. Oh my God, can I afford this? It's going to be so much. And so you can do it just you be intentional about what it is that you want to do. And then it's worth it because, because you've created the space within yourself, you're going to make more money. You're going to be more And you don't have valuable. to do a five-star resort. Like I, 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 to me, the best traveling is also when you just go – they take a backpack and um, I forget the website offhand, but you can like stay at people's houses. Yeah, probably – yeah. Um, I can't think I think it's like group travel. I don't know. I'll, yeah. I'll link to it or something. Yeah. But, but, but the point being that you, know, you don't have to stay at the most expensive place like – See the actual world. Yes. You know, like if you if you go into like let's say Mexico, don't just go into like a Cancun resort. Right. That's all inclusive and you just get drunk <laughs> all day, every day. Yeah. Like there's a different side to Mexico. Correct. Save the you know, and, and traveling is part of it. Like traveling keeps you present. There was a point when I was here in California and I was depressed. I threw myself in New York. I didn't I knew one person there. And I left everything here and I was only supposed to visit for five days and ended up being 11. And within the same month, I just moved there for three years. Like, but it kept, it made me present. It took me out of all the drudgery of all the things I was thinking about what wasn't working, what I was sad about this, that, and the other, and just cleared it away because now I'm in a new space. So I need to see, I need to understand I'm meeting new people. Like it just opens you up. You know, I went to Tulum um, before the year ended and I had to go, mm-hmm. I had to go. I knew I had to go and not to say you always have to spend all this money to change things, but being in an environment where it's not the same and it was all fresh and new, put me in a different space and gave me the space to think, 
to head into this new decade. So travel to me is also part of like the healing process, the growth process and figuring out what your purpose is. Yeah. No, I think that's very well stated. Any final thoughts? Uh, because there's so many places I could. I, uh, we, 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 we I didn't could even talk realize. About, yeah. But um, but perhaps we should save those for another time. That yes. way, I taste to come back. Yeah, I would say um, don't be so hard on yourself. Um, don't take life so seriously. Um, I know it's a little not really cliche, but soul care and self care is very important. If you're tired, stay home. If you're not ready to go to work, like. I'm not pressed about a job. Like, I know some people are just like, but my job, my job, sweetie. If you die tomorrow, they're replacing you the next day. And that mess is real. Do what you need to do for yourself. Don't worry so much. Don't take life so seriously. And have fun. Like, we only get to do this once. No. Don't, I don't ever want to regret. I, I cannot live in regret. Uh, one quick thing I'll share is um, one of my old mentors shared how she watched her father when he was dying in the hospital try to finish a book. He just never, and he didn't, he passed away before he, fa- I'm not going to pass away before I try the things, write the book, do the this, do the that. Like, I believe in God. God is the creator. We're made in his image, which means we are creators too. I will, I've never been here before and I'll never be here again. So I'm squeezing everything out until like, what do you have to lose? We're, we're so fearful about not having money and not ha- like just live. Yeah. That's what I would say. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. I agree. Um, well, thank you for taking the time to be here and, yeah. and tell your story and continue <laughs> to tell your story via your YouTube page yes, and I social media do posts. That. <laughs> yeah. So that's going to be exciting. Yeah. I'm really excited. Um, cause there's, there's that, that, that belt is big and we got, we got to, it's insane. I'm trying to think of an analogy. Like we gotta, we gotta start to give that back, you know, like yeah. I'll, t- I'll tell you the biggest regret I have. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, I loved making content. Obviously I still do. Um, and I'm like, why, why didn't I make cooking videos with my grandmother? Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. Cause it, not only would it benefit people, cause I look at it three ways. Number mm-hmm. one, it would benefit people. Mm-hmm. Uh, tangential kind of to that is it would benefit people because it's, it's a lot of recipes. Most people you know, it, that are kind of being forgotten about. Mm-hmm. And three, like it would just be great home videos Gosh, for me. You know? Yes. You know? Yeah. So. And so the time is now. I mean, no more regrets, whatever you want to do. Yeah. Well, go ahead and do the thing. I can't, I can't, I can't go back in time for that, but, yeah. uh, but mm-hmm. you know, it, uh, but nonetheless, it, it makes you, it makes you think so. So yeah. don't waste the day. Yeah. Um, I'm at Phil's Feedback on social media. Please be sure to comment, um, with any thoughts, questions you may have. And, the good news is I'll try anything that you have for Jamie specifically. I'll try to compile so that way she can have some content to, to help answer. Uh, which, Speaking of which, your stuff is at? Yes, you can find me on Instagram at Jamie Alexander, which is J-A-I-M-I. And the link in bio contains uh, the spot where you can subscribe to my YouTube channel. And then you can follow me on Twitter at Queen Jamie. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Thanks for taking the time to tune in. And I hope to see you next time. Thanks.